You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 19. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show is aimed to inspire you, up-level your mindset, and make you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin, inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter sent out on Thursdays, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hi, everyone. So happy to be back here on Heart Food Podcast to be having another solo episode. Even though we did have two amazing episodes, I hope you guys listened to them with Tim Bauer and Gabby Guzman. Tim told his story, uh, his incredible weight loss story, and it's really a mindset makeover that doesn't even do it justice, like a complete 180 of a mindset that translated into this huge uh, change that Tim has sustained for such a long time. And such a beautiful conversation with Gabby about abundance and manifestation and money and feng shui and a bunch of cool shit. So hope you guys listened to those. And if you haven't, they are episodes 17 and 18. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about food freedom, uh, kind of my, I don't want to say rules, but the things that encompass food freedom, I call it the food freedom manifesto because like, what does that really mean when we say food freedom? It means so many different things for different people in terms of the specifics, but I think that overall it does have a lot of, uh, things that can overlap within different people and things that are common amongst people. And I'm also going to touch a little bit about intuitive eating and why it does not work in the traditional sense. So that's really going to be what this podcast is going to be about today, kind of a shorter episode. Uh, I like to throw those in there sometimes. And I want to tell you guys that I have my six-week Food Freedom Club group coaching program. It is going to be amazing. We are getting full. There's only four spots left as of Saturday, February 17th. That is today, obviously. I only have four. Okay, I almost said spore. (laughs) It's like, what even is that? That's like something I learned about on a mushroom in science class in like third grade. But anyway... Um, February 17th, only four spots left. I am just so grateful and so over the moon that this has filled up so quickly. And you guys, I've been putting myself out there so much lately and it has scared the shit out of me, but I'm doing stuff that I have wanted to do for no joke, like three years. And I was just so scared 
to do it. And like, it was not, it is not comfortable to like have your face all over your Instagram feed with like text over it saying that you're selling things. But you know what? This is what I really want to do. This is where my passion lies. So many of you message me and let me know that this podcast, even in just 19 episodes, that it has completely changed your mindset and nothing could mean more to me. I really do feel deep, deep, deep in my heart. And I have felt uh, ever since I left the corporate world in uh, 2011 that I would do something that would completely shake up the diet industry. And that really stems from my need to help people and to be of service. I just think that what I have to say, not to be like, oh, I'm so conceited and (laughs) what I have to say is so important, but it is because I really want to break through the current conversations and the current dialogue that is happening out there in terms of weight loss and dieting. The reason that diets perpetuate, even though they don't work, and we know that they don't work, is because... um, you know, they don't work and they have repeat customers. So like, and it's scary to not have a diet, right? It's scary to not have a meal plan, but I want you to be able to trust yourself so that you don't have to rely on me or anyone else forever. You should be able to be the person that dictates and calls the shots when it comes to your food. Nobody knows what it's like to be in your body and to live your life and whatever else, but That is really what I want to offer in this program. But going back to what I was saying and kind of went off on a tangent there is that I've been doing these things and actually putting out my work, like really out there and offering it as a service, this type of work, talking about like emotional eating and changing people's mindsets through food, getting them to feel amazing so you can live the rest of your life like that. Like what else could you want? Wouldn't you rather spend a dedicated portion of time learning about yourself, being curious about who you are and being able to take that with you for the rest of your life as opposed you know, to jumping from thing to thing to thing. But anyway, my point is that I cannot believe and I'm so incredibly grateful that many of you are trusting me to do this. This is my passion. I know it's my purpose and there's so many other good things coming in the future We are working our butts off uh, behind the scenes here. When I say we, I mean me and uh, the love of my life, my boyfriend, Derek, who is incredible. He edits all these podcasts and does all of my tech stuff. So we really are a team that makes all of this happen and I could not do that without him. So giving him a little shout out, Um, but Again, there's four spots left in the coaching program and I would love to have you. So if you are interested in reading about it and what it is, it's a six week program. I will be hosting a call each week for accountability and support. We'll also have a Facebook group where you can ask unlimited questions. You're going to be getting recorded new, brand new meditations uh, about food that I've never put out before. And we're going to be having journal prompts and intention setting and mindset shifts. And by the end of this, you're going to learn what type of foods work for you in what quantities, 
what type of foods um, you will need for the specific type of movement that you do. I'm really going to spend, you know, those six weeks getting to know you, and then you'll end up with your own personalized nutrition plan. And right now, nutrition plans on the market run about $285 for uh, like a comprehensive nutrition plan. And what I'm selling it for is much less. So I want to be able to have you here and to... I just really want to teach you what I know so that you don't have to struggle with food anymore and so you can feel awesome at the same time. And hello, the whole point is so that we can have food freedom. And the reason that I'm doing this, the reason that I have such an urge to do this is because what do I, what I see out there just doesn't work. It's either one of two extremes. We have like the intuitive eating side, which is way too relaxed in my opinion. Um, many of you have heard me say that I'm in lots of Facebook groups about intuitive eating just to kind of like keep my, um, hand on the pulse of what is kind of happening out there, what people are talking about, what people are struggling with. And people are, First of all, super angry in those groups, which I get because if you're coming off of like dieting, then it's no surprise that you're angry. You're probably starving. But at the same time, people do not want to focus on eating well because they're like, well, they think that's diety. And it's not because it's like, it's an actual real thing that nutrition matters. And it actually makes up our bodies and our cells and our brains and the way we think, the way we move, the way we process things. I mean, when I don't eat well, I am a monster and that's just a real thing. And when it comes to intuitive eating, that intuitive factor where you should be able to tell like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm full, like that can turn into a whole other diet. That can turn into a whole other obsession of like, Am I hungry? Am I full? Should I stop eating now? I don't know. And like, that's so real. I went through that and I actually went in the other direction. I lost too much weight because I would literally eat. I've mentioned this on other podcasts. I would eat like three bites of food and be like, well, I'm full. And then I'd eat for like four hours. So that was an obsession for me because then I was like, well, I'm not going to overeat at all. Like the second that I feel my stomach full, it's over. And the other side of it is that like, People could be eating, sorry, I hiccuped. Um, people could be eating like really hyper palatable foods. And when I'm talking about hyper palatable foods, I'm talking specifically about like salt, sugar, and fat combinations with like maybe a crunchy texture or like a really smooth texture, like ice cream or like a sweetened popcorn or something. It is really hard to stop eating those foods. Like that's just a reality that has nothing to do with you being an uncontrollable person. It's just a reality that when we have things that are sugary, salty, fatty, crunchy, and they are engineered deliberately in a way that like, you know, we are humans. Like, of course we have thinking brains, but these brains are also animalistic and they, you know, we will revert to that animal part of ourselves. And when we taste that food, again, not because we are an uncontrollable monster that can't stop eating, but like, because we're a human and the brain likes those things. So it's like, 
you're going to take a bite of something and you're going to want to eat more when it's comprised of sugar. I know that when I eat sugar, I just want to eat more sugar. That's not, has nothing to do with me being undisciplined or a weirdo. That has to do with the fact that like sugar makes you want to eat more sugar. Let's not take it to the other level of like that it's cocaine, but like, you know, cause that's a whole other thing that's giving it like way too much power, I think. Um, but just like, if I eat this thing, I'm going to want to eat more of it and it's going to disrupt the way that my body is working. It's going to disrupt my hunger and fullness signals. I could be full and be like, well, I could probably eat that entire cake. That's just a thing that happens to all of us. Every one of you listening right now, you've been at a restaurant where you are full, dessert comes out and it's like, well, I just discovered I have this whole other stomach. So I don't want you to think that you're like a bad person and judge yourself for wanting to eat more because that's just like a biological, physiological things that happens in our brains and our bodies when we eat these like super highly processed foods. Doesn't mean that we should avoid them forever. That's like such a personal decision. Um, but it means that we just kind of have to like take a step back and look like, do I really want to be thinking about like, you know, having to put my like effort and energy into like stopping eating these things and have this like mental noise around it. For me, I know that I just feel better when I don't have sugar. I know what it is like to eat all the sugar that I want. And like the reality of that is that I just don't feel good when that happens. And I feel depressed and I feel really bloated and I just don't want to feel like that. It is more valuable to me at this point, after many years of practicing these things that I feel good in my body. I know that food does not fill those emotional holes that we all have. We think that it will, but it never really does. So I have learned that so many times uh, throughout the years. And that's why I don't think that you can just eat whatever you want with intuitive eating and listen to your hunger signals and your fullness signals, because you won't be able to tell when you're hungry or full. If you are eating these foods that disrupt your hormones, disrupt the processes in the body and put your body out of whack, craving these things that it's not actually really craving, it's just, uh, you know, the brain and the body is going to become, I'm really trying to not say addicted, but it's just going to want more of those things when the body in actuality and reality does not actually want it or need it. So that's why I think that when we talk about intuitive eating, that there has to be some sort of structure that happens. There has to be some sort of, uh, way of, you know, organizing our food that we can eat certain things that make us feel awesome. That is also something I'm going to be teaching in food freedom club, uh, so that, you know, meals must be balanced. Meals must have a balance of the macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbohydrates so that our, you know, we can feel balanced and we can have even blood sugar throughout the day. How many times have we felt those dips, especially like I see that people that intuitively eat that are eating like cake all day long. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, if you have a goal to feel better, to maybe lose weight and to not have so much of that mental drama around food, you really need to just, again, take a step back and actually see what you're really doing. So I think that, you know, if you want to eventually intuitively eat, your body needs to get back into balance and, 
you need a period of focusing on real foods. I'm talking about one ingredient, whole foods that are made in nature. So like meats, uh, veggies, fruits, eggs, nuts, coconuts, avocado, uh, you know, like grains, if you tolerate those, maybe some dairy, like some super high quality, full fat dairy, if you tolerate that, because like, it's not It's not easy to eat five apples. Like once you're done with one apple, it's like, I'm good. And it is so easy to eat five slices of cake, even though your body might not want it. So by focusing on those whole foods and really having like a dedicated period of time, maybe one or two or three months. um, Okay. That sounded like too long, but maybe one month of dedicated real food focus then I think that that's really important so that your body can get recalibrated and then you can naturally tell like what your body actually wants. Because like, if I don't have sugar in my system, I don't want sugar. And the second I put it back in there, maybe not the first time, but like if it kind of turns habitual, uh, which is actually something that I'm going through right now, um, that I had been eating some sugar and then I noticed myself just every day reaching for more and more and more and more and more. And that's just, again, a physiological things that thing that happens. So I don't think that you can do traditional intuitive eating, eat whatever you want and like reach your goals at the same time. There has to be some sort of template. There has to be some structure with, of course, the long-term goal of having a truly intuitive relationship with food. So let's talk quickly. Also, let me know if you guys have any more questions about that. I know it's super loaded. So let's talk quickly about food freedom and what that means. So like I was saying, my food freedom won't look like yours or your boyfriend's or your mom's. Everybody has a different food freedom. We have different bodies, genetics, goals, preferences, histories, lifestyles, everything. But our individualized food freedom is the only place that we can experiencing we can experience our relationship with food and eating as effortless, fun, easy, light, delicious and of course free. So that is the common goal. The specifics of that it's going to look different for everybody but that is the goal. And isn't that different than anything you've been told? We've been told that things are so hard and that you have to restrict so much. Because diets don't work in the long term. And they also make us dumb. They don't... Why do I feel like I just sounded like a seasoned sorry when I said that? But they do make us dumb because... And I don't mean to say that you're dumb. I just mean that like they don't give us autonomy. And I'm getting heated right now because this is a thing that happens. Because we just look on the outside and it doesn't give us any room to make our own own decisions, to be autonomous, to do things that are actually best for us. Like I know when I was on diets, I was eating things that like, I didn't even ask myself if I liked them. I was just like, well, this is on the plan, so I'm going to eat it. I don't care if I like it, if it means that I'm going to lose weight. So, and that would just lead me to binge later. So it's so important to eat what you want to eat, honor those you know, those preferences and flavors that you like, and just don't eat the food you don't like. Like if you don't like kale, even though it has so many vitamins and everything, then just don't eat it. And the thing is that the diet industry and mentality will keep you stringent and strict or in the fuck it mode. 
no holds barred, binge and be bloated for a week. Like that's just horrible. And I have been there so many times. And the thing is that diets promise magic that at the end you're going to be fixed. You'll lose weight. And the truth is that nothing is really going to be changed. We think that if we get to our dream body that automatically we're just going to be this new person inserted into this new life and everything's going to be amazing forever. And I've been disappointed so many times because I've gotten to that dream body and been like, that's it. Like nothing was solved. Now it's just like me with my same problems that I didn't deal with because it's never really about the food. It's about other stuff that's going on, stuff we haven't looked at, stuff that perpetuates in our lives, maybe traumas or whatever. But now I'm just this person thinking that all of our problems were going to be solved that just has a smaller body. So we cannot, this will keep you a slave to the diet industry, ravenously and passionately searching for the next quick fix for the thing that will like finally make you feel better. And food freedom is the answer to this. And even though it might take longer than 30 days, I want you to spend some time really, this is about honoring yourself and having compassion for yourself and trusting yourself. There's nothing better than trusting yourself around food. So let's look at some specifics here. So like, you're like, okay, food freedom sounds great, but like, what am I actually supposed to do? Where the F am I supposed to go? And like, what the hell am I supposed to do if I'm not dieting anymore? Because that sounds terrifying. And I get you, trust me, I am right there with you, but I want you to know that this takes time. It takes experimentation and patience and so much compassion. So this means that you're going to get rid of the diet mentality forever. So, which means, or which says that you must correct, punish, deprive, and restrict yourself after you go off plan. There's no off plan. There's no wagon. There's just now it's just life. And that's something that a shift that we really need to make. So it also means that there's no more short-term interventions And it means no guilt or shame involved with your food or movement choices ever. We have to take that morality, you know, that we label food with like good or bad and also us as good or bad because of our movement choices. And that goes like to the punishment, like, oh, I ate this cake. I'm bloated. Therefore I'm this horrible, shitty person. I was bad this week. You've probably heard somebody say that today. Everybody says that all the time. You're not bad or you're good. And that keeps the cycle going because you are basing your worth af- like after how you move and how you eat. And that should be the last thing that you base your worth on. You should want to eat well and move because you love yourself, not because you hate yourself. And falling into that is self-hatred, which I felt for so long, which again is why I'm so passionate about telling you guys about this. So it also means no more going unconscious around foods and feeling like crap afterwards because your everyday eating is so satisfying that you don't feel the need to go off the rails. I remember when I was like dieting really hard and let's say I had like an event to go to that I was really excited about. There was going to be so many foods that I wanted to eat there. And oh my God, I would literally spend like four hours just like constantly eating and drinking, like all the appetizers, 
all of the wine and all the cocktails and all the drinks and all the big dinner and then the huge dessert with after dinner drinks. Now we just feel like shit, even though, because I was so stringent before that, even though I would feel like crap and I knew I would feel like crap, I would do it anyway. And I know a lot of you can relate to that as well. So food freedom also means not being a slave to external plans. And it means saying bye to those cheat days, which kind of goes back to that previous point that I just said, which is that you need to go off the rails. Again, if you are so happy with the way that you eat every day and you include stuff that you love, uh, then you don't feel the need to go off the rails or leave the current way of eating. It also means no more mental noise or drama around food, no more wasted energy thinking, should I, shouldn't I, how much, how little, when, who, what, whatever. Oh my God. Just thinking about how much time I've spent doing that, probably literally months of my life, maybe even years of my life, just thinking about food and what I was or wasn't going to eat. It also means no strict scheduling. Again, cheat day. That's why I don't like cheat days because like you say, okay, in a week, it's going to be my cheat day. And then I'm going to have this, 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 but like, you're not even on that day yet. So how do you know that you're going to want that? So it means just kind of like going with the flow. I understand like going to work, you're going to have to pack a meal, make your best guess, but in the moment deciding what you want to eat. And it also means that You decide what you want, what makes you feel your best, and you commit to that most of the time, no matter what the heck anybody else says. So you know what makes you feel good in your body. Like We should not be feeling bloated or tired or constipated or uh, brain foggy or just like anxious or in a bad mood after we eat. Food should not make us feel worse. It should not give us uh, a bloated stomach after we eat. If you are in that space, you are probably eating something that doesn't work for you. Um, but eating should be something of pleasure while you do it. And then you should also feel good afterwards. I'm so committed to that. I'm just not willing to feel like crap anymore from my eating because I did it for so long. So it also means giving up or including foods you love that you never have to give up. And those are called your non-negotiables. I will link those in the show notes. Uh, Those are things that you love so much that you want to eat every day. For me, it's like chocolate and sweetened nut butters and really decadent dried fruits. I know that probably sounds super weird, but I got these dried fruits that are amazing. And I'm pretty simple at this point. Like I love my everyday meals so much that I don't need as many like super like foodie fancy treats or whatever. So... I also want to talk about movement really quick because you begin to move in a way that makes you feel powerful, alive, clear, and confident. Your workouts aren't like, ugh, like, oh, I hate this workout and I hate it the whole time. Now, granted, even to this day after ex- exercising for over a decade, I still don't want to exercise when I wake up, but I'm always glad I did and I always feel good like 10 minutes in. Then it's like, and I do it because it's like I crave that feeling and my body loves it. My mind loves it. I cannot live without my exercise and my stretching, my yoga. It also means, we're getting a little deep here, guys, but it means keeping your self-esteem, self-worth, and self-love intact despite your food choices. So powerful. How often have you told yourself that you're a shitty person because of the way you've eaten? 
so many times, right? And in food freedom, you are a worthy person that has a high self-esteem and a high self-love intact no matter what happens. And that in and of itself will heal your relationship with food because you will be coming from that place and you will be intending to love yourself, to honor yourself, to respect yourself, to keep yourself in the highest esteem. And when you live in that space, then the behaviors that we do around food that don't serve us simply fall away and we don't need to effort so much around them. It also means never dieting or binging again. Like shout from the rooftops, I need like some pom-pom cheerleaders to say that I'm never going to diet or binge again. It also means making your own definition about what's worth it and what you actually like. So like I keep a pretty, um, you know, I have foods that I love that I eat from week to week. I have also foods that don't work for me. And like cheese, for example, I love cheese, but I don't eat it all the time because it makes me feel like shit. But sometimes like if it's a really amazing cheese and I just want it and I'm like with people that are really special to me, then eating it will be worth it. But, um, that happens moment to moment and it doesn't happen too often. That way when it does happen, it's super special. It also means creating an ironclad mindset around food, one that you can take with you wherever you go, whoever you're around and with whatever food you're approached with. So many times when we embark on new ways of eating, we say like, oh, I can't do this because my, my somebody's birthday is coming up or like I have this trip or I'm going to be at this person's house. And like, I totally get that. But at the same time, we should be able to travel anywhere, go anywhere, do anything because it starts with us. And the common denominator in all of those situations is simply us. It also means never working off your calories ever again. How many, I have spent like two hours on the elliptical literally, so I could eat more later or to burn off something that I just ate. And, um, I never do that anymore ever, but you realize that, you know, your food relationship does not have to be transactional. It also means changing your language, the way you speak to yourself, the way you talk to yourself around food. So it means being calm and relaxed and being forgiving and loving and compassionate and developing a voice that loves yourself so much to say things like, okay, you spot a chocolate cake, you want to eat the whole thing. You can say like, I know you want to eat that whole cake. Trust me. I get it. That cake is delicious, but think of how you're going to feel when you eat that whole thing. Like, and maybe you do want to eat it, but then it means talking to yourself in that loving voice afterwards. So I'm telling you, if you just develop that self-kindness and that compassion for yourself, that is the thing that is missing throughout this entire thing where the diet industry is going to continue making money because they don't talk about how we need to raise our self-worth and our self-love around our food. It also means focusing on the way that you feel and letting the way you look come as a side effect of honoring yourself through food and your movement choices. So often we want to, we keep the end in mind and we don't give a shit how we feel throughout the process of getting to like that dream body. When in fact it should be, let me just feel awesome throughout this like entire process, however long it takes me. And then I will get that body that I want. The body should be a side effect uh, of you being healthy, you loving yourself and you making food choices that work for you. 
Lastly, it means having love and respect for your body, no matter its size. We must accept ourselves because if we don't accept ourselves and we hate our bodies, I know that it's so hard to love a body that you don't feel comfortable in, but if you don't at least turn to accept it and give yourself, show yourself, like if you can't love your whole body, love an inch of yourself. Like, I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, just start there. And slowly the love will begin to um, replace the hatred that we have because that's why so many of us suffer because we really hate our bodies and we hate ourselves. But if we can have just replaced, and I know this sounds like kind of like fluffy or whatever, but I'm a super practical person and injecting that love for ourselves will eventually fill us all because it feels so much better to love yourself than to hate yourself and slowly it will become a habit. We will be having episodes all about self-love and compassion because those are incredible tools. Now, doesn't what I just said sound like so empowering? Doesn't that sound so much better than freaking dieting? Um, and you've probably never heard those things before. Maybe you have, but I don't really know a lot of people that are, that are talking about food in this way, in this kind of like gray area, middle way. Um, I want you, I want to give you the tools to change your mindset around food. Plus, you know, obviously some practical nutrition and cooking tips, because like we need to make this happen in our lives. So I, so you can be your own master at the end of this stuff. And I want you to feel at ease. I want you to feel free and I want you to never feel anxiety around food ever again. And I really have that, um, you know, the program to help you do just that with my food freedom club. But if you're not ready to join right now, we're going to be having so much content rolled out when it comes to this, we're going to be exploring so many different topics. Um, again, if you're interested in food freedom club, the link is going to be in the show notes for this episode. And I hope you guys really take that in and I hope you guys are patient with yourselves and I hope you love yourselves no matter what happens and that you choose to put yourself first every single day, no matter what, as best you can. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, please visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. If you like the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.